It's Too Hot for YouTube Week. These are all the stories that I put off telling because I knew YouTube wouldn't allow them anyways. First off, there's a cheese out there. They would have allowed this story, but I have to do an introduction story and it's a good one. There's a cheese out there that's so disgusting, it's illegal to eat. And then we meet a man who believes that the Jewish people came from outer space with one mission, to protect us from cryptids, today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. I had a great weekend. I hope you guys had a great weekend too. Coming at you live from the new studio, The Haunted Closet. That is the name of the studio, and it actually is a haunted closet. And I have some even more improvements. I have some sound bouncing stuff. So I hope this sounds even better than it did last time. We're making improvements to this show because this show is going to be around for a long time. And the reason why the show keeps growing is because of Patreon supporters like Sam. Everyone give a round of applause to Sam. He is walking into Dead Rabbit Command playing a little piccolo. And all these kids are following him and doing these dances and stuff like that. We're like, hey, Sam, why'd you bring all those kids? to? Not even that. Why do you have a bunch of kids following you? He's like, I'm the Pied Piper. I love that episode. I actually don't know if you love that episode. (laughs) But he's the Pied Piper, and the kids are just like, what are we doing here? And we're like, "Uh, we'll have to feed you guys, and we'll get you home to your parents soon. But Sam, until then, the kids are now part of this crew. And Sam, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, or if you don't kidnap children in mass, that's great. Don't do that second thing. But if you don't support the Patreon... Help get the word out about the show. Tell your friends, tell your family, talk about it online. That's what we need you to do to help the show grow. Now, Sam, go ahead and fire up. We've got all these kids. We're going to need some of our big vehicles. Let's hop in the dead rabbit dreadnought. We'll put put their little kid arms to work as they're rowing in the galley. You're going to be the captain of this dreadnought. We're leaving behind dead rabbit command. We are headed out to Sardinia. (sighs) I'm I'm, I'm banging the big old drum. The kids are like, my arms hurt. I'm like, only a thousand more miles, kids. We're almost there. So we all get off of this boat. We give the kids some some fruit juice. They'll need those electrolytes for the journey back. And Sam is leading us into a small village in Sardinia. Now, Sardinia is actually an island in the Mediterranean. It's off the coast of Italy. We're here to taste the delicacy. It's called Kazu Martsu. It's supper. This is great. It's supper time. Not only is it supper time, it's some kid's birthday. They use this for birthday celebrations and wedding celebrations. It's a delicacy. Everyone loves this. And I have my little napkin tied around my neck, and I have my fork and my knife, and I'm like, come on, guys, let's run. Let's go get some kazu marzu. And we sit down, and they bring out a big block of cheese. Mm-mm-mm. You love the smell of cheese, I say to you, as the smell has not hit your nose yet. And you look down at it, and it's like melted cheese in the middle of this wheel of cheese. Kind of like queso. You guys love queso, right? I'm already taking three or four bites. Yum, yum, yum. Just dig in, guys. And you're looking at each other. Sam is hijacking the boat to leave. Leave us all behind. Kazu Martsu. It's illegal. This cheese cannot be purchased. It cannot be eaten. Probably can't be transported. You're just rolling a wheel down the road. Cops are chasing after you. Kazu Martsu literally means putrid cheese. 
Now, they've been making this cheese for thousands of years. They're actually trying to get it made not illegal. The people of Sardinia goes, this is a traditional food. Haggis is disgusting, right? A bunch of people eat disgusting stuff. Why can't we eat kazoo marzu? We've been doing this forever, and the government's trying to get the, the European Union. It's illegal in the United States as well. You can't even eat it where it's made. They can bust you there. It's like, it's like a black market thing. Although the local cops aren't going to kick down your door because <laughs> you're eating this disgusting food. They might kick down your door to eat some as well. This is what you do. Now we're all in farmer outfits. <laughs> Sam is teleported back to the group. He's like, great. We're milking a sheep. Get that nice, warm, body temperature sheep milk right out of the udder. <laughs> then we take it back and you cook it. That sounds normal, right? There's nothing wrong with drinking sheep's milk and cooking it. That's how normal cheese is made. But you cook it, you get the curds all together. You make a normal block of perconio. Perconio? One of the two. You make one of those. The Sardinians are looking at us. They're like, great. He's going to butcher everything. Can't even pronounce the word butcher. You take, you make a normal wheel of pecino, and you go, ah, yeah, uh, manza, manza. And they're like, not yet, not yet. You then take this wheel of pecino, and you cut the top off of it. So, you know, like, cheese gets kind of waxy on the outsides, but we want to expose the gooiness on the inside. You cut the top off of the wheel, you take it off, and then... The flies show up. <laughs> like that sound effect? You like that perfect? You thought there was actually a fly flying around you. <laughs> They'll land on the cheese, and then they start going, ah, it's my time to shine. And they start laying eggs. And the way that this cheese is made is the, the people eat this. People have eaten this for thousands of years. The flies lay eggs on the cheese. The eggs hatch, circle of life. Maggots come out of them. The maggots then begin eating the cheese. They digest the cheese in their little maggot tummies and then poop out a little bit of that cheese. Uh. I don't know why they sound like that, but you can hear them. And then you let this process go on and on and on for two to three months. So it's not just like one maggot's pooping on your cheese. This is actual quote from Wikipedia. By the time it is ready for consumption, a typical kazu martsu will contain thousands of these maggots. So it's not just one, which would be bad. I'm not saying if you're ever eating spaghetti and there's one maggot in your spaghetti, you're like, ah, oh, Jason said this isn't a problem, right? <laughs> it's still disgusting either way. So these little maggots, they're about uh, they're about eight millimeters long. These little maggots, just like one third of an inch, they're super tiny, but you can see them. They're little white translucent maggots and they just kind of eat through cheese. And they make it soft. They make the inside of the cheese super soft. So it is kind of like queso. Sorry if you're eating queso right now. You're looking for maggots. And you go, Jason, listen, we all know that cheese is just like old milk. It's like curdled milk and stuff like that. It, you, you let it turn orange. Or I, didn't, I didn't look up how cheese was made. I'm just remembering some episode of Sesame Street I saw back in 1979. But cheese is old milk. Like, this is just an added part of the digestive process. And sure, I don't appreciate maggots in my food, you say. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's really no grosser than just leaving milk out overnight. Or again, whatever Sesame Street said in 1979. Okay, let's get ready to eat some kazumartsu. So we each get our own wheel. Because we're gluttons, we each get our own wheel. And I'm already scooping it in. Yum, yum, yum. 
And you see me, I'm putting, this is how they traditionally take it. They take scoops of it. They spread it across a piece of flatbread and they eat it. So you see me, I've been doing that. And you notice when I put a little bit on the flatbread, I then kind of cover the top of the flatbread. I'm like holding, almost like I'm eating food in jail and don't want anyone else to steal it. You're like, that's weird. Why does he keep covering his food? Is he afraid like rain's going to fall on his food? You look up the sky, it's perfectly clear. And that's when you're looking down at your own Kazumartsu and you realize the maggots are still in the cheese. You are supposed to eat the maggots. That's part of the delicacy. The re- people do this. When you eat it, you spread it across the flatbread. You'll cover up the top of the flatbread so they don't jump off of you and land in your face. Or maybe you're like, I don't want to lose my delicious maggots. You don't want them to jump. You're licking your hand. You're licking your other hand. Mm, you're not getting away from me, maggots. <laughs> yes, this is the end of season 13. The last week is going out with a bang. Get ready for season 14 soon. <laughs> licking the maggots right off your hand. It's actually considered, the cheese is considered ruined. It's unhealthy if the maggots are dead in the, in the cheese, which that should go just go without saying. If there's ever dead maggots in your food, it's unhealthy. But if let's say you don't like maggots. Let's say you're one of those weirdos out there. Let's say you're one of the 2% of the human population who doesn't like to eat maggots. You can't wait for the maggots to die naturally because that's gross. What you can do is you can take, you spread some cheese and you put it on a cracker and then you put the cracker in a Ziploc bag. And then, oh, did I mention these, did I mention these maggots can jump up to six inches? I didn't mention that. That's why you have to protect it. I think I said they could jump. I didn't think I said they could jump half a foot. So you spread it on this cheese, you put it in the Ziploc bag, you close it. And as the maggots are suffocating, you will see them jump off of the cheese and hit the sides of the Ziploc bag. You'll hear it go. I'm not making this up. This was in Wikipedia. They go. There's so many maggots per piece of cheese that you're gonna hear it a couple times. And once you're done hearing the pitter patter noise in the Ziploc bag, you're good to go. All the maggots are dead. Now you just have to reach into a bag full of maggots. Now you just have to stick your hand into a Ziploc bag full of dead maggots to retrieve your prize. <laughs> This is so disgusting. And people love it over there. I actually watched, it was really cool. I watched two YouTube clips on it in between me watching hours of Impractical Jokers for the past week. I was able to watch two YouTube clips on this. One was a Gordon Ramsay show, I guess called The F Word, and where he sends people out. He sends people out to eat disgusting food. He he did it at the ending. He had and they they're like, yeah, it tastes really good. It, it they didn't necessarily say it tasted good. They said that it had a smoky type of spicy taste. And the one guy says the aftertaste stays with you for hours. And Gordon Ramsay goes, you could have told me that before I took a bite. But you can get it. It's, it's illegal. It's like black market food. But you can't get it. And the reason why it's illegal is because it's unhealthy to eat maggots. Can you believe that? Can you believe what science is trying to tell us these days? Ah, I hate when politics gets into science. Supposedly, the eggheads back at NASA want to try to convince me that eating living maggots is harmful. It actually causes something called myapsis, myisis, and it's where it, it, you can get you can get it anywhere in your body. They say normally it's accidental. They've never been to Sardinia. Normally it's accidental because of poor living conditions. You'll get maggots in your eyeball. You'll get maggots in your ear. You'll get eat maggots is the most likely one. You're eating unsafe food. 
And it could take a while. Like, it's not like a, it's not like you eat a mag and then later in the night you're like, Martha, Martha, I don't feel so good. What's what's wrong? Well, I ate that disgusting food we got from Italy. And uh, it could take six months because the maggot has to, like, go in there. It hatches in you. It starts laying more eggs. It'll get in your intestines. These bugs will get in you. And I know it sounds like body horror. I know it sounds disgusting, but it's true. They actually have different types of... I should have done it. I should have done an adventure. I mean, I should have done an interactive adventure on this one. They have these different forms of my ISIS you can get, and most of them are just kind of boring or inconvenient. I mean, all of them led to your death. They weren't treated, but I thought the creepiest one, if you picked any number, you get oral myisis. And what that is, is that's when you get a maggot in your body that hatches and then begins to spread and lay eggs and a little fly in your body. This is 100% true. Oral myasis. Or oral. Oral. Not oral, like, you know, hearing. Oral. I'm so glad the season's ending. Oral myasis. I need a break. You get these in you, you can actually, you'll be sitting there in your chair, Martha's reading the newspaper, and you'll be sitting there, and you're like, ah, six months. Six months after you ate this disgusting food, you'll feel crawling in your skin. These wounds, they will not heal, by the way. These myasis wounds will not heal without medication or a kick-ass Linkin Park song. You feel crawling inside your body because they're actually crawling in there. You'll be sitting there watching The prices right one night. Bzzz. Martha, did you hear that noise? Bzzz. What? What are you talking about? Bzzz. This guy's hitting the buzzer in prices, right? No, not that noise. You'll hear them buzzing in your body. That should have been another line of Lincoln Park song. Buzzing in your body. And you'll have a smelly discharge. But I'm telling you, if I'm feeling stuff crawling in my skin, these wounds, they will not heal. Buzzing in my body, this time that it's real. I don't care about the smelly discharge. <laughs> I would be like throwing that at people. So if you've ever eaten disgusting cheeses, if you've ever been to Sardinia, or if you just happen to be having a conversation with someone in the street and you accidentally swallow a fly, go to the hospital. <laughs> go to the doctor, please, and get it checked out. You might be totally fine. It's not, it doesn't happen every single time. But if you do eat this cheese, there is a small chance there is a maggot in your intestines waiting for its big break to be part of a Linkin Park song. Sam, let's go ahead and call in that carpenter copter. We're leaving behind Sardinia. The children can find their own way home. We give them the keys to the dead rabbit dreadnought. Let them take care of themselves. They end up in a Lord of the Fly situation. Ah, we'll check in on them later. But take us out of Sardinia. We are headed to New Mexico. Last week we did a promo read for Happily. I actually watched that movie. It's decent. It's decent. It's a good rental. I would definitely check out Happily. It's weird. Like I said it was. It was weird. I also had the opportunity to get a sneak peek of another movie the other day. This is the first time I've read a promo read for a movie that I've already seen. This movie. This movie's dope. Do you like board games? And murder? Then the dark comedic thriller Murder, Barry, Win is for you. Critically acclaimed on the festival circuit and winner of Best Feature at Phoenix FearCon, Murder, Barry, Win centers on three aspiring board game designers who have to dispose of a body. With few options available, they turn to their game for guidance. The premise of their game? How to murder someone and get away with it. Pre-order now and you'll receive the original deck of cards as featured in the film for free. Details at MurderBarryWin.com.
It's really good. It's really, really tense. I laughed out loud at a couple moments. I normally don't like dark comedies. It was good. I really, really enjoyed it. I actually want to go more into it in the future. But check out Murder, Barry Wynn. They're doing pre-orders right now. Check it out. I'll put the trailer in the show notes, and I'll put the pre-order thing on the uh, show notes as well. Very, very well done movie. And Patreon supporter and good friend of mine, longtime friend of mine, Carson, worked on this movie. That's how I found out about it. And I reached out to them. I said, hey, uh, do you guys want me to help you out with this movie? They sent me a free copy of the movie. This is director Michael Lovin's first feature-length film, so I expect a lot of good stuff from both Michael and Carson in the future. Really, really quality work. <laughs> I interrupt my compliments with helicopter noises. That way, you know it's a real compliment. Sam, we are currently hovering over New Mexico. Did I say New Mexico? <laughs> Did I say New Mexico, Sam? Turn around, I just took a look at my notes and just recorded 20 minutes, 20 minutes of the podcast that I gotta cut out now. Ah, this haunted closet is so hot, by the way. Sam, turn around this carpenter copter or just hang a left or right, whichever direction we're headed in. We're headed to El Paso, Texas. Let's get started, because I'm going to warn you right now, it's not the most coherent conspiracy theory. Again, another shocker, a conspiracy theory that's not coherent. We are in El Paso, Texas, and we're walking around downtown. We're eating popsicles because it's so hot. And then, out of the corner, <sighs> Dracula jumps out. Oh, you thought it was daytime, didn't you? No, it was nighttime. And then we're scared, and Sam pulls out a steak. And I was like, bro, not yet. And then we hear, blah, 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 blah. And we turn around, and there is a giant slime moving through the city. And then... It's not techno music. Craftwork hasn't entered the scene. We see a giant man-eating plant with hands that have like little uh, plant things on them. They're going snap, 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 snap. And I'm like, oh my God. This might be the end of Dead Rabbit Radio. We're surrounded by some of the worst cryptids. The worst cryptids. Dracula, slime, and a giant plant. And then all of a sudden, like a Power Rangers beam from the sky. And we see three dudes just standing there. They all look at each other. And they go, oh! And they take Power Ranger poses. And they go, don't worry, guys. We got this. We're Jewish. And then they start karate chopping. It's like a freeze frame, guys. About to karate chop a slime. Dracula's running in fear. The plant is getting ripped in half. Did you know, according to the Reddit account, Anonymous Tips X, or his username now is deleted but he used to be known as Anonymous Tips X. This is where we are. <laughs> the very beginning is where it already starts to lose cohesion. Either one, Jewish people came from outer space, all of them, or not that, or not that, they simply live in space from time to time, which would be pretty dope. I'm glad that I'm from Earth, but if I could vacation in space, I'd be down to do that. The, and the Jewish people, they have two missions in life. One, to protect us from gang stalking. Did you know this? Did you know that every single gang stalker in the entire Western Hemisphere, at least. So if you're down in Chile, you're being stalked. Those alpacas are kind of looking at you weird. And like, what? Or if you're in Alaska and you're fishing, you're ice fishing, and fish are kind of looking at you weird. 
Um, that fish, that alpaca, they were both from El Paso, Texas. Every single gangstalker in the Western Hemisphere is from El Paso, Texas. If you think you are being gangstalked, look around for some Southwestern art. You see Coco Pelli on a, on a car driving by? Gangstalker. You see a man in a cowboy hat? You're probably watching Dynasty or a Rodeo or are herding cows right now. But those people are also gang stalkers. So that's good to know, right? It's good to know. Now, Anonymous Tips X has actually crafted this map. And it sucks because the images, when he deleted the account, the images are gone. I'm going to try to find a way to find them. I thought I had them saved on my computer. I have, I, I might have. And if so, I'll post it and I'll put it in the show notes. It might actually take me a couple days, though. Or maybe someone can use the links. I tried going through Internet Archive. We'll see what we can do. But let me try to give you a visual here. You're really not missing much. It's basically just really bad Photoshop. But he has a map of America. So we know that the gang stalkers come from El Paso, Texas. And the Jewish people are here to protect us from gang stalkers. But I also got to let you know a little bit more about the United States. Let's take a geography lesson. According to Anonymous Tips X, Oregon is the home of the second horseman of the apocalypse. Which looks like Cloud from Final Fantasy. That's just start that, that that is the most sane one on here. That's what Oregon. Oregon is the home of Cloud from Final Fantasy. According to this source, according to our source, California is currently overrun with white supremacists who also is the bad guy from Resident Evil Nemesis. They're actually if you've ever been walking through California you've seen a white supremacist maybe these are the identifying factors. Is he eight feet tall? Is he eight feet tall? Does he have a giant glowing red ball in his chest to show his weak spot? Is one of his arms an organic blade? If, you, if, if you've just seen a bunch of people walking around shouting white power, they're probably not white supremacists. However, if they are a video game character in the shape of a bioweapon, leave. Go, go away right now. And they're all over California. Governor Gavin Newsom, White supremacist, Resident Evil nemesis boss. You didn't know that? Montana is the capital of hell. Texas, which is where we're at right now, Texas is guarded. So not everyone in Texas is this person. Texas is guarded. The whole state is guarded by Leatherface. That makes the most sense out of all of this stuff. Illinois is protected by a German named... I didn't know this guy was German. I mean, I've never really watched these movies but I don't think they ever went into his ethnicity. I don't think they're ever like, oh, that character. Illinois is protected by the... <laughs> Illinois is protected by the famous German Michael Myers from the Halloween series. Like, did it, I haven't really watched those movies, but they're like, ah, oh, yes, he's he has a sister and he broke out of an insane asylum <laughs> and his mother's from Germany. Did they ever... Is that ever part of the origin story for Michael Myers? There's another famous German. This guy actually might be German based on his name. But again, I don't think it was implicit in his origin story. Ohio is protected by another German named um, the famous uh, Freddy Krueger. Or Frederick. Frederick Krueger was probably his original German name. Uh, Frederick Krueger. Best origin story of any horror villain ever. I love his origin story. His mother was assaulted by a thousand maniacs in, a, in an asylum, and he was born from that act. That's a perfect horror story origin. But again, I don't think, and they're like, half of those inmates were German. Like, I don't think that's part of his origin story. 
New Jersey, not German. New Jersey is actually protected by a famous Dutch man. A famous Dutch character. First off, who wants to be protected? Who wants to be protected by Freddy Krueger? For New Jersey, it's the famous Dutch guy, Jason Voorhees. Very, very famous. I knew he was Dutch, actually. I remember I was taking a class in Dutch cinema history, and they're like, the famous Dutch character ever was not Dutch from Predator. It was Dutch from... It was the Dutch man from Predator 13. Everyone's all, what? Neither of those characters are actually Dutch. Florida is protected by a... Which, if I had to choose to live in any of these states, any of these states, right? None of those guys are protectors. Leatherface, not a protector. Michael Myers, Freddy, Frederick Krueger, Jason Voorhees, not a protector. If you live in Florida, you're protected by Blade, dude. Wesley Snipes' Blade? What? First off, he would wreck. He would easily wreck all of those guys. He might have a problem with Freddy Krueger because he's the most magical. But dude, Blade versus Leatherface? Dude, that's not even a contest. Leatherface is just a fat dude with a chainsaw. I want to move to Florida, dude. I want to move to Florida because Blade's watching over me. Now, this is a map of the United States, but Canada's included. I know I have a lot of Canada listeners. We're not going to leave you guys out. Canada, <laughs> Canada, you're protected by a tiny guy with a knife. I didn't recognize the photo. I didn't recognize what it was from. They just show the entire country of Canada. There's a little, like a gnome with a knife, like a little goblin guy with a knife. So eat it, Canada. We got Blade in America. We have Blade. It's official, ladies and gentlemen. This is just the mind of Anonymous Tips X. We're really just getting started here because the Jewish people are not here to protect us from Jason Voorhees because luckily, he's the protector. If you happen to live in the state of Illinois, don't worry. Sleep easy, sleep easy. A mass murderer with a machete is watching over you as you sleep. But see, the Jewish people are here to protect us from gang stalkers. If you've ever had a problem with gang stalkers, find someone who's Jewish and say, hey, dude, I'm pretty sure that alpaca's following me. And they'll turn and they'll look and they'll be like, I got you covered. And then you see them they're choking the alpaca out. Ugh, let him go. Quit gang stalking this man. Oh, let him go, it says. They're also here to protect us from cryptids. And before I go any further, I should give you this little lifestyle tip before we continue here, because I see this in my notes. According to Anonymous Tips X, you should eat three eggs a day. <laughs> this is a public service announcement in the middle of his ramblings. This is literally where he dropped it as well. You should eat three eggs a day, but only three eggs a day. You can't eat any more than three eggs a day. His source for this information famous video game. You guys may remember this video game moment. <laughs> Avid video game players are going to be like, oh, dude, I remember where I was at when I saw that cutscene. In Metal Gear Solid 4, there's a scene where they're frying eggs. There's three eggs in the frying pan. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on from that. <laughs> Moving on from Metal Gear Solid 4. So we, we have, we're done with the public service announcement. Let's continue on with the story. The Jewish people are here to protect us, not only from gang stalkers, but they're also here to protect us from cryptids. And little did you know, you thought that you would just be able to go, hey, you know, I'm Jewish. I, can I go karate chop Dracula? I hit you upside the head. No, you idiot. It depends on where you are Jewish. Where you are Jewish. Very, very complicated mythology we have here. If you are Jewish in Algeria, it's super specific. 
<laughs> it is super specific. Jewish people in Algeria, they were sent here to fight giant scorpions. Uh, Jews in Kyrgyzstan, um, they're here to fight the winged tiger. Which, that's pretty dope, right? <laughs> like, both of those, you're fighting giant scorpions, you feel like Jason and the Argonauts. The winged tiger is actually a cryptid that's supposed to exist in the Taklamakan Desert. It's kind of a more dour existence. You have your bar mitzvah. You're like, oh, this is dope, dude. And then your parents are like, sorry, son. You got to go live in the desert for a while. You can't come back until you kill the winged tiger. Oh, mom. Jews in Venezuela, they're the ones. One in our beginning intro story. I didn't make those. I didn't make those cryptids up out of nowhere. The Jews in Venezuela, they are the ones that fight giant man-eating plants. In the jungles of Venezuela, a giant man-eating plant. It's, it's so full, it can barely move. It already ate a bunch of dudes, but out of the jungle. There's a Jewish guy hiding behind a tree. And he walks up and he just karate chops this plant on the back of the neck. It doesn't have neck. Karate chops him right on the stem. I don't know if the implication is that if you're not Jewish, you can't fight these things. Because I think I could take on a man-eating plant. I left the word giant out. I left the word giant out when I said that. But I think I could do it. Fighting winged tigers, fighting man-eating plants. This is dope. Jews in Norway. What do they get to fight? They actually... This is so bizarre. <laughs> so, this is even weirder than that stuff. If you're Jewish in Norway, you have to travel to Laos... Because apparently there's no cryptid in Norway for the Jewish people to fight. You have to travel to Laos. And there, you're like, all right, dude, am I going to fight like some floating demon head? Am I going to fight some, like, suck monster from the swamp? Jews in Norway hunt pedophiles in Laos. Which is noble work. Don't get me wrong. But if you knew that all your other Jewish buddies were karate chopping giant scorpions... And you were just, like, arresting some 43-year-old dude and being like, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry, don't tell my family. You'd be a little disappointed. Again, you're doing good work. You're doing good work for the community, for the world at large. But your buddy, your buddy just beat up a winged tiger. Jews in Hawaii? They get to fight Charufe, which is a volcano monster. That's both awesome and that's... A, that's that. You, at that point, you're like, why couldn't I have been born in Norway? I can see myself fighting... I can see myself fighting a, a man-eating plant. Maybe a giant man-eating plant. I can see myself at least, maybe with the right equipment, being able to take on a giant scorpion or a winged tiger. How do you fight a volcano monster? Like, it has no organs. You can't stab it. You can't really push it anywhere. The whole fight is you just, like, slowly ambling away as you're getting closer and closer to the sea. I guess the implication is if you're Jewish in Hawaii, you have the ability to fight a volcano monster. You are, can't be burned by heat, maybe. I don't know. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish in Hawaii. If you are Jewish in Hawaii, let me know. Jewish people in Singapore was also one of the people who saved us in the beginning of the episode. They fight giant slimes. Again, that's a very abstract creature to fight. But they can do it. Jewish people in Singapore are able to fight giant slimes. We're back in Canada. You have the tiny man with the knife protecting you. Jews in Ontario, Canada, to be specific. They fight giant turtles. 
So after what the last two groups fought, giant slimes, which, you know, they're slow moving, but again, no noticeable weakness. Volcano monsters, no noticeable weakness. I was like, oh, that's dope, right? <laughs> I can kill a giant turtle. I mean, sure, it could just like bring its arms and legs and head into the shell, and I just kind of wait it out, or I'm just poking it with a little knife. I borrow a little knife from a little goblin guy. I could fight a giant turtle. The Jews in Ontario, Canada, they have it pretty good. I found out later on, because I had to do additional research for this, I found another image he posted. When he says giant turtles, he's actually referencing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Michael Bay movie. <laughs> I'd, much, I'd rather fight a giant slime and a volcano monster at the same time than Raphael. Screw that. So anyways, Canada is just not a good place to live, according to this guy. Jews in Czechoslovakia. I, I'm going to give you guys a second. <laughs> Can you guys guess what the Jews in Czechoslovakia fight? I don't know why I'm giving you... <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving you a second. I can give you an hour. You'll never figure it out. The Jews in Czechoslovakia have one enemy. The face on Mars. So, okay, let's break this... Do I even have to break this down? Do I even have to say... It can't move. It can't die. It's just a structure. And you have to go there. Now, apparently, again, I don't know if the Jewish people are hanging out in space every once in a while, or they're from space. Super unclear. <laughs> Not like everything else is super lucid. But how do you kill the face on Mars? They just stand there. They just erode it. They're just going... <sighs> blowing on it. They're like, hey, it's your turn. You gotta come up and blow on the face for a hundred years. Eventually, it'll be eroded away. Jews, these ones make sense. Jews in Romania, they fight Dracula. Jews in Egypt, they fight the mummy. Just the one. Not all of the mummies, just the famous mummy. Those make sense. Those make sense. Frankenstein is also a target on this list. Uh, Jews have to fight Frankenstein, but for whatever reason, I can't figure this out, Jews in Ethiopia fight Frankenstein. I don't even think Frankenstein knows why he's in Ethiopia. Huh? What so, so hot? Used to be in European Castle. Now, where am I? He's just watching all these people walk around. He's in the middle of a small town. He's trying to figure out exactly. Uh, I got struck by lightning. Now here. And then there's a Jewish guy walking up behind him. What do you use to kill? He's the, Frankenstein's the easiest guy to kill. He's just stitched together body parts. Just give him a good push. I guess fire is what makes him scared. But, I mean, like, a bullet to the brain can kill him. And Jewish people in India fight Igor. India has a population of about a billion, over a billion people. I don't know how many people there are Jewish, but it's not none. It's not one. It's pr there's probably like a couple thousand, 10,000 Jewish people in India. Maybe more, because the population's so large. They all beat up Igor. Every single one of them shows up every single day. Igor, the assistant, the hunched back assistant to Dr. Frankenstein. At least Frankenstein can, like, try to hide in the jungle. Seven foot tall, corpse trying to hide in the jungle. Igor's just a dude. Getting the crap kicked out of him every single day in India. By at least, again, I don't have accurate numbers, but at least 10,000 people. At the very end of this photo presentation that he presented on Reddit, it's just a picture of a fart. A green fart. And I think that's the best way to sum up this whole story. So that is the saga of Anonymous Tips X, and that's really the start of our Ban From YouTube week. This story, I've had it for a couple months. I really wanted to cover it. I thought it was so funny. 
just this bizarre rambling of this guy. It's from the gang stalking subreddit. The gang stalking subreddit has so much potential. It's not as funny as I thought it was going to be. There was one guy he was talking about. His Reddit post was gang stalked by X kids flying monkeys. Not X kids. Not like they are abducted by Professor Xavier. He's gang stalked by his X, by his kids, and by flying monkeys. I was like, dope, dude. Flying monkeys. Like, does this guy actually think flying? Does this guy that's crippling mental illness actually see flying monkeys? Ha <laughs> ha, that'll be hilarious. No, there was no flying monkeys in it. It would be sucked to be gang stalked by your kids. First off, you would find out that your kids were from El Paso, Texas. You're like, that's weird. And then secondly, how would you get away from them? They're just always there. Are we there yet? Are you there yet? Are you there yet? They're calling you as you're driving to work. Ah. But it's so funny because I wanted to cover this, but I, when I do put stuff out on YouTube, it just attracts great people. I've gotten a lot of great listeners, a lot of great friendships, but all the weirdos, YouTube attracts all the weirdos as well. Think about it this way. When you listen to the podcast, it's like a nightclub. You kind of have to know where it's at. Someone shows you, tells you about it. There you go to the nightclub. But when you put it on YouTube, it's like a city park. Anyone can show up. Any search term could have someone just stumble across it. And this is one of those stories that's real fun to look at and kind of look at this guy's madness. I knew if I put it on YouTube, I was just going to get inundated with a bunch of weirdos and a bunch of normie tier conspiracy theories about some screenshot they saw regarding Jewish people. Or I watched this six-hour documentary and it'll answer all, oh, I just want to talk about fun conspiracy theories. First off, I've researched all that stuff. I may sound like I'm poo-pooing it, but I've researched all those screenshots. I've watched those documentaries. I've done that stuff. I've been doing conspiracy theory stuff for 20 years. Ah, can't we just have fun with these conspiracy theories? So I wanted to say, I'm glad I saved this one. I, I always figured the YouTube channel was going to go down at some point, And it is back up, but I'm debating on what we're going to do in the future. But this is a, this is the type of story that I know that I could share with an audience and we can have a good laugh at it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this story. This is one that I've been sitting on for a long time. I really hope I can get the graphics up at some point and share them with you. But the next time someone does say, you know, Jewish people, blah, 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 blah. You should turn to them and say, you know what? I'm thankful for my Jewish brothers and sisters. If it wasn't for them, Igor would rule India. And just walk away. Just walk away. Have no response to anything else. And... I think we all need to give a little shout out to Frederick, to Frederick Krueger. He is truly doing the Lord's work. All of those monsters, all of those monsters, Frederick Krueger and Michael Myers. I always thought they were evil people. See, doesn't this story show that you may think someone is evil, but they're not just because they carry a machete or a chainsaw or have huge body counts and have murdered people across multiple movies. They're not evil. They're the real heroes. I think that's the moral of this story. One, don't post everything on YouTube. Two, don't judge a book by its cover. And three, if you are ever, ever gang-stalked, be prepared to take a trip to El Paso, Texas. Because if you want this terror to end, you have to go to where it all began. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.